Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We have people listening from Canada, Netherlands, South Africa, Guatemala, Italy, Turkey, and Norway. And we just want to say we see you guys listening and it's so encouraging to us um, that you keep jumping on every single day. And today I'm going to actually share a little bit of my testimony. Um, if you if you know me, if you've heard me uh, preach before, you may have heard it, but for the benefit of those who've never heard before, um, I want to share a little bit of my story. But before I do, I'm going to read you a scripture. It's Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. It says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, though you you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You know, God's love is the benefit. <laughs> well, it is it is what we we all have as human beings on this earth. It is something that we don't deserve, but that we do have. And when you become aware of this love, you um, you live in so many benefits of it. You know, a lot of people have had their lives affected by tragedies. And unfortunately, some people, they never bounce back from that time in their life when something you know, a storm came and hit their life, you know, uh, something completely from hell came. And, you know, for me, it was 2009. Uh, you know, my my family was already kind of a mess. Um, that's a long story. and I don't have time to go into the whole thing. But um, my dad was diagnosed with cancer in February of 2009. Um, we're coming up actually on 10 years um, this, this month, actually. But um, yeah, in February of 2009, um, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. March, April, May 13th, he passed away suddenly. Um, and it had spread to every single major organ of his body. It was like just the craziest thing because I didn't even know how serious it was until afterwards. Um, because it was just, it, 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 I don't even think they told me some of the things. I was a teenager, and uh, and it was a, it was a huge tragedy. You know, my life was completely flipped upside down. My parents had been divorced, so um, and I really did not have a relationship with my mom. But because I was a teenager, um, had to go live with my mom, and um, and God did a huge restoring work there, um, and that's a whole other testimony. But. Um, but basically, that tragedy hit me very, very hard in 2009. But one thing that I knew, one thing that I didn't have to be convinced of, nobody had to, um, nobody had to sit me down and tell me this. I knew that God was not evil, that God was not bad. I knew that God did not kill my dad. I knew that God, I knew one thing about God. I mean, if I knew anything, I just knew one thing about God, and that is that God is love. And I remember taking a piece of paper, um, sitting in my mom's house a couple days after I got there, um, um, you know, feeling really unhappy about life. And of course, you know, because of what happened with my dad, but then also um, this, you know, this broken relationship that I'm now trying to mend with my mom. You know, I, I'm, I remember sitting on my bed, taking out a piece of paper and I wrote, God, you are love. And, you know, that was, that was the only comfort that I had. I didn't know how to get into the word for myself. Unfortunately, I didn't know how to get in there and figure out um, the, I just, I wanted at that moment, I wanted a comfort from God. I wanted a scripture, you know, I wanted something that would basically, you know, manifest love and, and, and make my heart feel better. Um, but you know, when, when God gets into the problem, gets into the situation that you have, because he's perfect, 
and everything that he does is perfect. And because he is love, he actually mends every broken situation that we allow him to become a part of. You know, at that time, I actually became depressed. You know, I, I was depressed about the things that had happened to me. You know, and never, I never, I, I, I didn't even know what depressed meant, but I just remember I didn't want to go to sleep at night and I didn't want to wake up in the morning. And so um, to me, that that's the only thing I, I, I remember from that time. And there was a couple months that went by, that went by and I was just, you know, the devil was trying to bury me into a pit of sorrow. That's the only way that I can describe it. You know, I had a lot of things to be sad about and the devil knew that. And he was trying to isolate me and make me feel like, man, you're the only person that this has ever happened to. You know, you're, you have it worse than everybody else, even everybody in your family. You know, you actually have it, you have it worse off than everyone else because, you know, you're the one that's caught in the middle of this. And, um, you know, the devil was really playing on that. But, um, you know, God did get in the middle of this. And, uh, and it, it is a glorious testimony. You know, when I was 16, this is all happening when I was 16, you know, it all basically, uh, you know, went down in May. And um, in August, I was, I, I, we started coming to the River Church here in Tampa. And um, basically, I came to the youth group and, and they were about to go to summer camp in two weeks. And uh, a girl uh, who was a youth leader, she she heard about my story and she wanted to uh, sponsor me. She wanted to pay for me to go to youth camp. And um, and so, you know, I wasn't even I wasn't even excited about it. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I had, I had been to another youth camp. I was like, yeah, I like youth camp, but I already, you know, I have a youth camp I go to. Didn't I don't know any of these kids. I don't know, you know, this youth pastor, you know, I, I, I liked them, but I didn't know them. So I didn't really care that much to go, but I felt like, you know, it's something to do. Let me, I'll, I'll go to this youth camp, you know, and I know, I know a hundred percent, even though I grew up in church, I know a hundred percent at that moment, I was not in a relationship with God, but when salvation, you know, when salvation comes into your life, like true, true, transforming, glorious salvation, depression cannot stay in your life. Like it does, it doesn't have a place anymore. You know, the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Um, and you'll, you'll see that, you know, people will come up into the altar calls here at our church and you'll, you'll see their face turn from sad and sour and just sorry and, and, and just looking depressed and looking sad. And all of a sudden you just see the life of God, like enter into them. And, and that's to me is like what, you know, a glorious salvation looks like. And that's what happened to me. You know, the Holy Spirit, um, filled me in, in, in a true way, you know, like, and, and, and that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. You know, when your life is in a place of destruction, when, when the devil, devil's been hitting you left, right, and center, and he's tried to destroy you. When when you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fill you, then he will begin to rearrange your life. He will begin to, he will begin to fill in all those parts in the, all those areas. You know, I found an old note on my phone and uh, I was just looking through old, old things that I had written down from kind of that time in my life. And I remember, uh, I, I guess it was after service, I wrote, you know, I, I, I'm never going to, um, be insecure ever again. Thank you so much for your fire, God. Your fire has has done something in my heart where that I never will feel insecure again. You know, I used to actually hate myself. And and it's not that I was I wasn't born hating myself. You know, that was a work that the devil did in my heart. You know, he worked for years to get me, you know, when I was young, I was naturally more outgoing and I would actually like to to talk in class and I wanted to add things and I liked getting up and giving a report or giving, you know, uh, talking in front of the class and then around my teenage years 
years, the beginning of my teenage years is when I started to get um, very, very nervous. I started to like to the point where like I couldn't even speak, couldn't even read off of a piece of paper without basically crying and running out of the room. And so, you know, that was just a work of the devil because he was trying to make me basically um, inadequate for the, for the ministry. And to take me out of my calling, he had to put, you know, a huge insecurity in me. Um, you know, and, and a hate for myself. You know, there was a time in my life when I actually hated myself. And um, but when that new life came in, it canceled that out. You know, the wrong thinking, the self hate, and it, it was completely replaced for peace and joy and the love of God. And I, and at that point, I became more hungry for God. You know, God's done a work in your heart when you get a hunger for Him, and you don't even know how to read your Bible. You don't even know, um, you know, what sharing the gospel actually is. You don't even know how to preach. But you all of a sudden are like you want to study your word. You want to tell somebody else about Jesus, and you want to get your life. In in order and you want to do something for God, like you will get in, you know, when God saves you radically, you, you almost basically instantly become initiated into the ministry. You feel that you actually feel like, man, there's nothing I want to do in this life except for help somebody get out of the mess that I was just in. You know, God has only taken my life upwards, you know, uh, from that time until now, um, it's, it's just been increase. I mean, it's, it's been increase after increase after increase after increase. You know, when I was in Bible school, you know, God would provide me with jobs, different kinds of jobs, you know, um, just supernatural, you know, things like giving me a computer the day before my, uh, Bible school class started, you know, I gave away a car and then I got another car, you know, God, like three different girls invited me to their house. You know, I was actually, I didn't have a lot of, um, nice clothes for Bible school, three different girls invited me over and said, take whatever you want out of my closet. And, um, you know, everything that I needed, even everything that I just wanted, you know, because God actually cares about the little desires and the big desires. And when you give your life to him and your obedience to him, you, it, it is an upward trend. You will become increasingly more blessed. You'll become increasingly more joyful you know, any, but, but it's all because of him. It's all because of God. Cause anything material that I have, it, it only belongs to me because of the hand of the Lord. And it's actually not even mine. It's his, you know, God brought me a husband, you know, God brought me a house to live in God, you know, God has provided a, a path for me into ministry. And, and it's all because of him. It's not because of anything I did, but, but that, well, it is, you know, it's something that I did, which is I cried out to God and he heard me and he said, you know, yes, I can use you. I can use your life, but God has, to heal you. He has to heal you. He has to change you. You know, the number one thing I would say, if you're in a place where you say, you know, I want God to use me, but I have, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing. I'm dealing with this insecurity. I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with anxiety and I don't know how to get rid of it. I'm going to tell you there's one there's actually only one way, and it's not difficult. You have to cultivate a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the only way you will get rid of those things because the Holy Spirit will come in and he will begin to change and rearrange those things. And as you do that, and things are just going to start changing in your life and get plugged into a church that allows the Holy Spirit to move. You know, we're in a very fortunate place. You know, as a teenager, I got plugged into a, an on fire Holy Ghost church and many, many nights in services that I would come to at the youth group at the church. Then the fire of God would just fall on me and it would begin burning things out of me from my past, like from that, that sadness, that depression, that feeling sorry for myself. I mean, I had a million reasons to feel bad for myself and I, I, you know, it's like God just transformed me. You know, it's like I remember the first time that God um, really touched me in a, in a major way with the joy. I was at summer camp 
the next, the following year after the first one where God really saved me and, and, and filled me with the Holy Spirit. But I was at summer camp and I remember um, the pa- uh, Pastor Allen had prayed for me and I went, I went, I went out under the power. And then all of a sudden I started seeing all these bad things that had happened to me in, in, in the last few years leading up to that time. And I started laughing and I know that sounds ridiculous and that sounds crazy, but I just started laughing like so uncontrollable and it didn't even feel like me. I mean, it came from, it came from my spirit. Like it was like a supernatural, it felt like God was laughing through me. And, um, you know, it's funny that you know, I, I realized now what it was is God was showing me the things that happened to me. I was laughing at them and, and it was almost like, like I'm laughing at the devil. Like, look what he tried to do, but God is so much greater. God is so much bigger and God is, he's, he's done this transforming work and now I'll never be the same. And haha, like I'm not going to live as a result of those things, but God is healing me and transforming me. And he's going to, in spite of all those things, He's going to turn it into a testimony and actually everything bad that happened, God is turning for good. You know, God, he, he's such a good father and he loves you so much. I mean, there's nothing that you've done. There's nothing that you've been through. There's nothing too hard for him. There's nothing too hard for him. You know, I just heard a testimony this morning of a girl that, you know, from I think age 14 to 16 or something like that, a short period of time was suicidal, was suicidal and attempted uh, suicide like six different times. And now I see her and she's totally on fire for God, serving God and uh, in a radical way. And God's taken her. You would never even know that this had happened to her. You know, uh, God does a transforming work in people and, and, and you'll never be the same. A couple of weeks ago, we were, um, we had a meeting at a college campus and um, we were about to finish up and Ryan was praying for some people. And I looked over and I saw a girl and, and the Holy Spirit showed me she's dealing with depression. So I told him, you know, I told Ryan, I said, you know, ask if anybody wants to come forward that has depression. Well, three girls came forward and, and one girl that I saw, um, you know, as soon as she stepped out of her seat, I got a, like such a, it was like an anger. But what it is, is that an authority rose up in me from the Holy Ghost to go and take care of that thing. Depression is ugly. It is disgusting. I mean, it is, it is like the devil's handiwork. He, he you know, he, he tries to put it on people to take them out. He has three jobs. It's to steal, kill, and destroy you. And he wants to, he wants to do that to your life. He wants to kill you. He wants to take you out. So if he can get you so depressed that you kill yourself, he's done his job very, very well. And so when I saw that girl walk up, I, I mean, it, something rose up in me and it was the Holy Ghost. And I, and we, and we just took care of it. And, um, and I, and I know that that was, that was a transforming work, but there's so many young people and it's, it's coming to a point where it's, it's just like, we have to say no more. We have to say, you know what, devil, we're not dealing with this thing anymore. We're not going to be, we're not going to live in this, uh, in this depression. We're not going to see our friends living in depression. We're not going to even stand for it. You know, when, when, when that spirit raises its ugly head, it's going to be sorry that it did because we're going to take care of it with the authority that God, that Jesus Christ has put in us by the Holy Spirit and take care of the, that, that ugly thing, that depression, because then when you get free and when you get truly, truly free, it is the best feeling. It is the best feeling you can ever have in your life. And, um, God wants to use you. He wants to use you, but he needs you free in order to use you. And so, uh, you know, I just wanted to, 
to, to before we before I close this out, I just want to pray for you. And, uh, and I believe that God's going to use people that are even listening to this podcast, that even sometime today, God's going to put someone in front of you and you're going to have, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, help get them free. Or maybe it's you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, that's me. I've been through some things and today I don't want to deal with it anymore. I want to get free. Well, let me pray for you right now. And God is going to do that work in your heart. Father God, I thank you right now that every single person listening, every single person under the sound of my voice, that as they hear this, God, that you set them free in Jesus' name, that any depression, any anxiety has to go right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you went to the cross 2,000 years ago so that we did not have to be sick, that we don't have to be bound in any way in our bodies or in our minds. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it. Hallelujah.